0: Stand clear of the closing doors, please.
1: Hey, baby, let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs and have some fun. You
0: gotta give us a shot. You know what? You gotta give us a shot.
1: What is up everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Clapback Sports, or as we like to call here, two men and a baby. That's right. Murph is the baby, the man-child. Murph, I don't give a shit what you think you are, alright?
2: Hello darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again.
0: Because a That's all I got for my intro, man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now
0: What an intro. What
1: an intro, man. So I am your host, The Mage. As always, I am joined by Murph. Murph, say what's up to the people.
0: I just did, dude. All
2: right, great. Tino, <laughs> was, what's up, the, Tino? How are you It was you an intro and a half. You didn't need to reintroduce. What's up, my people? Introduce Frank. He's the, he's the important one on the show today. Let, don't right. worry about Murph.
1: All right, all right, all right. And we got a special guest joining the show today, Frank the Tank from Twitter. Frank, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself. Let the people know who you are
3: uh hey everybody this is frank the tank my twitter you can find me on twitter at romocop 74 um that's about all i got giant fan watching the yankees hanging out with these guys
2: speaking of the yankees the yankees just tied the game up murph i'm sure you're happy about that murph's watching the yankee game like the only thing that's left in my heart They weren't in your heart for a while there. They had left your heart, but. Yeah, they did. Just, they when, did. just when you're out, right? Just yeah. when you're out.
0: Well, I, I got to say, I stayed up yeah. till fucking 1230 last night watching that game, and like normal with my teams, I was let down. DJ's so, so
2: good. D- I mean, DJ's so clutch. He makes runners in scoring position two outs look like it's nobody's business.
0: Yeah, and he'll probably be wearing a Mets jersey next year. One could hope.
2: <laughs> One could hope. Mace, what, what, what the fuck are you doing? doing? Uh, welcome back to the football podcast. So, yeah. I whoa, mean, whoa, whoa. You told me this is an all-sports podcast. What do you no, mean well, it's we, a football we, we podcast? Change, we change
1: your format again, remember? We change, we change the format more than we
2: change our underwear. I don't we change
0: my... We
2: do I mean, whatever
0: the fuck we want. It
2: depends. It depends the mood I'm in. If I'm on a streak, I'm not t- changing that underwear for anything. This is a good luck underwear. <laughs> well,
1: I mean, I don't really wear underwear, so it depends. Whoa. Frank... We Football yeah. or underwear? Oh, no, I'm sorry.
3: Breeds, <laughs> boxes.
0: My boys need a home. All right. So, we're pretty down and dirty. Not much to talk about with our G-men. So well, Where do you Mayge, want to start? I'll let Mage you... kick it off. Yeah. He's the host. Yeah,
1: so they keep telling me. All right, so, Frank, the Giants right now are 0-4. All right. We're three and one in the moral victory category because we played well against Pittsburgh. We played well against the Bears. We played well against the Rams. Right. But those don't actually count for wins in the actual win column, which the NFL tallies. So those are just moral victories for us. At the end of the day, we're still 0 4. His team hasn't scored a touchdown in three weeks. I mean, I. I don't even know where to go from here. Where do the Giants go from here? What are you looking for? Forget the next game, right? What are you looking for out of this team? What do you want to see?
3: Um, so my hope for the next couple of weeks, like I take the season in quarters, right? We just played the first quarter of the season. And basically that was the preseason. So we lost the preseason we played the we'll, we'll call this the first quarter. So the next quarter of the season, I mean the defense has been playing great. I I my hope is that, you know, the way the way progression works in the NFL, typically the defense is ahead of the offense. Um for some I mean, reason this I'll year offenses
1: is real quick though, Frank, because okay. you know what? I you're not alone when you say this. A lot of people say that the defense plays great or that the defense has really played up to par. They can't get off the field on third down. But they did against the Rams. They did against the Rams. Against right. a really high-powered offense. But so, I mean – What makes you so positive about this defense?
3: I'm not positive. I mean, I'm very happy with the new additions. Blake Martinez looks awesome. It looks like we may have a guy next to him now that can play some linebacker. Um, And I'm happy that they're making changes after three games, right? They're getting guys in there. Um, They seem to be finding their way to a second cornerback. Ryan Lewis looked okay. I don't know that he's the guy, but maybe a combo of him, the new guy, um, Madre. What's his name? Uh, We'll
0: just go with Madre.
3: Yeah, Madre, (laughs) the guy from the Raiders practice squad. Um, he's a big dude. I don't know if you guys caught him in the game. You made that tackle on the kickoff.
1: I saw Madre in the scrum afterwards uh, getting involved in it, uh, at the end. He was pushing a lot of people around him and uh, Nick Gates. Was he in that? Because he yeah. had a little bit uh, of a four- – uh, It was number 45, uh, <laughs> which I believe is Madre, and then um, Gates.
3: The defense looked pretty good. I mean, it's going to be a big test this week against probably, what, top five offense in the league. Cowboys offense is blowing up every week. Um, if we can keep them in check and hold them to, I don't know, under 25, 26 points, I think that'll be great. But what I want to see in the next quarter is the offense to open up a little bit. I feel like, and I, maybe I'm just, maybe it's just in my head, but I feel like they've been really slowly progressing, adding things to the offense. Um I don't know why other teams have been able to, you know, move quicker. I've seen a couple of things, you know, I had a couple conversations with people on Twitter, teams like Carolina, Cincinnati, their offenses seem to be opening up a little bit quicker than uh, um, uh, the Giants. I, I don't know what the deal is, but I, I feel like Garrett told him back, holding Danny back a little bit right now. He's got a, a, a kind of unleash him. Let them get the ball downfield, but I but I also think the offensive line has played into that. They haven't had time to really get the ball downfield, so maybe if the lines coming together now, they can take some shots. We'll see. But my, as my hope, the next the next four weeks, I want to see I want to see the offense average twenty four points plus. Murph, and then I'm we'll gonna, go from there.
1: Murph, I'm going to give you the floor in a second here, but again, you brought up something, Frank, that. I've really been thinking about right. So people talk about this offensive line. I'm so it's not as bad as it was last year. Last year's offensive line was much worse than this. I mean, Nate Solder was a liability at the left tackle position. I mean, and that is Danny's blind side. I don't see the offensive line being as bad as it was last year. Is there still room for improvement? Absolutely. Has it played its best? No, right, but. If Danny played last year without Saquon with an offensive line that was technically worse than it is this year, I mean, let's face it. He's been through this before. This isn't something that he's new to.
3: So well, last year, last year they could run the ball and they haven't been able to run the ball at all this year. The run blocking has been terrible. Well, they got it going against. They B- did. Los
0: Angeles Rams. And then the
3: passing is it, game opened up.
1: that the up line's
0: too. better or is the line just less dynamic than it was? Are they better in the passing game and, and fell off a cliff a little bit in the running game? Because Saquon, Devontae Freeman, Dion, Dion Lewis, nobody's moving the fucking ball. So, I mean, in the run game aspect, it's definitely worse. I don't think there's definitely, any question. Which doesn't, which doesn't make sense because – Because it, it's supposed to be Garrett's thing. hit you in the well, mouth.
3: But it's supposed to be Hernandez and, I mean, those guys uh, – um, those guys are supposed to be run blockers and, and they, they haven't been thus far, but maybe they were focused in the preseason on working on the pass blocking. I, I don't know, but it, it came along against the Rams against a pretty good couple guys, Brockers and, and uh, Donald are beasts. So I don't know. They've we'll see so definitely happens.
0: had their, their work cut out for them. No doubt. So let's be real. They've, they've been challenged. They've, they've seen the TJ Watts. They've seen the Bud Dupree's. They've seen the, I don't care what anyone says. Kinlaw's is a fucking beast. They've seen Khalil Mack, so they've been tested. They're battle tested. It's week four, so technically this is week one, I guess, with no preseason. So where do we go from here? I mean, I'm not seeing this ground and pound punch you in the mouth offense that Joe Judge talked to us talked to us about all off season. I'm not seeing anything that Garrett was doing in in Dallas going on in 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 new york i mean i just i'm lost man i'm lost and i, I don't know where we're gonna go uh, i'm to the point where we're watching and i know frank i know you watch this shit brett Ripon just ripping all over the jets last week or wherever <laughs> the hell that dude's last name is major i fucked that up um but pat Shermer calls a great game against the jets and we can't even move the ball man and i look at danny and he's like He's lost all the confidence he had. It's 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 just not there. I don't know if it, he doesn't trust his line, doesn't trust his receivers, isn't feeling the pressure, but or is feeling the pressure. I'm lost, man. I, I, all right, it, so it, let it, me for stop me, you Daniel's going to go one or the other way.
1: Let me stop you there for a second, Marv. So this transitions into the Daniel Jones thought, and I'm going to pitch this to Tino. So. The two things that I've seen the biggest problem with Daniel Jones is that he's holding on the ball too long. So, also, that also explains a lot of underthrown passes as well, and that he just lacks pocket awareness. But, Tino, this is a question that I've asked, and I, I mean, I'm not really sure what the answer is here, but I'm still looking for one. Is there anything that Daniel Jones can't do as a quarterback? From a fundamental perspective, from what I've seen, he has all the tools. He has all the intangible traits. I don't think that
2: this is something that is like, oh, my God, let's abandon it. This can't be corrected. What are your thoughts? So to me, the one thing I've seen from this season with Daniel Jones, they haven't allowed him to do what he's good at. And it's really just airing the ball out, taking shots downfield. His name is Danny Dimes, and we're living right now. He's Danny Dink and Dunk from inside the five to 15 yard range. We're settling for under the first down settle routes with Evan Ingram, nothing elaborate downfield, and like outside the number of comebacks on the roll, which is not easy for anyone to throw. I mean, realistically, that's a very hard pass to throw. So besides all that, like, and and I reference that because that's where the intel was. Like, listen, it's a tough route. It's a tough route. He was on the movie, should have kept it, whatever. If they allowed him to take the ball downfield a little bit more, I think his numbers would be a little more polished this season. But they haven't, and his pocket awareness, or lack thereof, has really shown because of it. When there is no one open short range, you realize that he just puts himself in a bind. I feel like Eli did this a lot, too, but the pocket just kind of collapses on him, and they have, like, self-sacks. I'm not saying all those sacks are self-sacks, but my point is he definitely lacks pocket awareness, and the short routes don't help him because when guys aren't downfield, no one's getting open. Our receivers not getting open is a completely different story, but having those routes uh, so intermediate doesn't help anything because when receivers are downfield, there's just, it's more space. There's more to do. But when everyone's settling at that down marker, I mean, Jason Garrett has everyone running curls, so it doesn't help anything. And, and cornerbacks, good defenses, like the Rams and the bears and the Steelers teams that we've played can pick that up. I mean, that's not hard. That's not a hard thing to figure out. And Evan Ingram, a lot of these picks are over the middle plays. They're getting him in drags now, but it's just over the middle. There's a lot of junk there. It's just not well designed from the beginning and Danny hasn't done great with it, but I also don't think they're putting him in a very good situation to succeed in any way.
0: So Tina, let me ask you this, because you're the coach here. You're the high school coach. Is that dumbing down the offense for Danny and getting the offense going early on? Or is that what we're looking at with Jason
2: Garrett's offense? It could be a mixture of both. I think the whole slowing it down for Danny thing is over and done with for me. I mean, look, we're four games into the NFL season now. That would be the length of the preseason. Fuck all the bullshit. If you don't have your offense together now, I mean, you're never going to have it together. I think if you're playing it safe and they don't open it up this week against a Cowboys defense, if you can't open it up against a Cowboys defense, one year not open no, no, it up? No, no,
0: no, 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 We're not going there. I'm, we're not I, my going point, with that no, narrative.
2: But my point is, my point still is, have tank I, it's, I, I get the whole Garrett Cowboys thing, but. It's just a fact of the matter. If they don't take chances downfield this week, I would rather see Danny throw picks than fumble the ball every day of the week. I want us to be aggressive. Again, you said it. We haven't seen a touchdown in two weeks. That's because it's way too safe. He played it safe in Dallas, too, with his and play And the calling. one touchdown that we have came on a deep route to Darius Slayton on one of our first and and of
3: You games. know what,
1: Tino? This is a really good point that you bring up, too, because the two plays that stick out to me, or the deep out route that he threw to Darius Slayton in the Los Angeles Rams game. And there was another deep throw there as well.
0: Literally the only two plays of our season. Literally. There has not been any big groundbreaking plays besides those two balls to Slayton.
1: And Murph brought up another point that I had brought up in um, the group chat also, is that there's something off with Danny because he's missing throws that he wouldn't otherwise miss. He's thinking way too much way too much there's too much on his shoulders right now and but we didn't
2: see this last year now i know that you say he was playing with house money my thing is there's also a thing called sophomore slums everyone likes to rush to things and i get it i i I understand you're invested and all this shit's going on and we have losses on the line but like this isn't new we talked about it before the show the peyton manning numbers like it exists it used to be a very common thing people knew sophomore seasons in the nfl are not going to be easy. People figure you out a little bit. And again... Get rid of him. Draft the next quarterback. But another point is, again, not putting him in a position to succeed. He's leading the team in rushing. Match the rushing total. But because he scrambled and made elaborate plays because of himself. Not because the coaches were allowing him to run the ball. You know, so... I'm just not sold that you it's did all... did have a game. very
1: Eli-esque escape there in the Rams game, <laughs> yeah. too, so... It's just, I feel
2: like everyone, and we already talked about we're not going to bring it up, but I'm just going to say, the whole tank for Trevor, all this bullshit, listen, I get he's a top-rated prospect, but just because a team is bad doesn't mean you just scrap a quarterback. It's just not a common thing. Get over it. Leave that shit for the fucking four skins. Danny's here. It's not Danny. It's fucking Jason Garrett needs to wake the fuck up and actually call something that a team is going to be worried about because no one's scared of this offense right now. They're putting up nine points a game. Who would be scared? Well, we
3: also we also got to talk just for a second about nobody's making plays for Danny either. Every, every game so far, I mean, definitely the last two, Ingram blew a play right at the beginning of the game, and he blew two first downs. He, he fumbled that pitch. I don't care what anybody says. Danny threw it a little bit behind him. You got to grab that ball. I don't care. Then in this past game, he's wide open coming across on, on the first drive, and the ball goes right through his hands, almost intercepted. What the hell is Ingram doing? He looks like shit right now.
1: He did get going towards the end of that game, though. I think they found, they, they, they found out how to utilize him because that looked very reminiscent of the way that Pat Shermer used him last year.
3: Yeah, they're doing crossing routes underneath, and they, he was wide freaking open on that one. The one pass that um, Jones overthrew Slate into the deep corner Ingram, so there was two linebackers. I don't know if you guys saw the play. There's two linebackers. They ran a double cross. I don't remember who came across from the right, um, from the right side of the line. Ingram was going, going to the right. The backer picked up – both backers picked up the guy going in the other direction, and Ingram was open for, like, 30 – he could have gone for a touchdown. But he chose he, – he chose early that he was going to go to Slayton. So – Uh, Well, that's another thing too, uh,
1: or an issue lately with Daniel Jones that a lot of people are pointing out, are the fact that he's not getting off of his first read. He's staring down his wide receiver on his his passes, and especially on those crossing routes, that is going to get you in trouble 100% of the time, because linebackers are picking up on that, safeties are picking up on that, they're reading that the entire way, and the interceptions are going to go up.
0: Tino, I see you nodding your head there. You know why he's he's targeting and um, staring down Golden Tate, right? Because it's the only dude that can catch the fucking ball and make the ball, the chains move, dude. It's true, though. I, I mean, I'm I'm not even kidding, Mage. And what I'm going to tell both of you to Frank and Mage, because your fathers is how the fuck is a kid supposed to develop without other kids? Fair enough. I mean, I'm I, I, I don't want to go on this rant again from that we did last week with being duped but like we're not the offense we thought we were and at the end of the day when you look at this team the only person that danny really has to grow with is the o-line who who, which is going to gel slowly and slayton right right now saquon's dead saquon yeah saquon's (laughs) not here he's gone for the year and we all know how new york is they will turn they've already turned on danny so I don't see how you can literally turn – I don't care if our quarterback is Baker Mayfield, Mark Sanchez. I don't give a fuck who it is. Dwayne Haskins. I mean, and we can go into that situation too. Like, I don't know how you can give up on him. You know, the Skins just gave up on Haskins, but I think that's a completely different situation. But they both had similar situations from a roster standpoint.
3: It's a different organization. We know the Giants aren't going to give up on Danny. It is. It is. But what what so I'm going to play a little defense here with Haskins. What's different for Haskins that's different for Danny? Haskins was was the owner's choice um, because they had connections, right? I mean, there was, was Danny a marriage similar, similar to Danny, but I, I just don't I don't see it being the same. Hey, you know what? If they go two and fourteen. Maybe Pat Shermer comes calling next year and says, I want Danny in Denver because he's the guy that I wanted all along.
0: All right, I think I confused you. I think I confused you. I'm saying what advantage does Danny have over Dwayne Haskins from an offensive standpoint? There's none. It's the same fucking thing. No O-line, one receiver. Well, he's a better quarterback. No running back. Exactly. No (laughs) running back. I mean – So, at the end of the day, Haskins probably got a little bit of a raw deal. But you know what, dude? It's really not that much different. And that kills me to say because I fucking hate the Skins.
2: Before I go on about Dwayne Haskins, Tino had a point real quick. Tino. Well, no. So, Murph kind of summed it up. He, He was talking about how Golden Tate's all he has and all he trusts, which is an absolute real thing. I mean, how many games do you need to see Evan Ingram dropping footballs for you to not feel comfortable throwing in the ball anymore. And then the issue is again, where is the majority of football players on a field, not outside of the boundary. That's where corners are inside that box where there's backers and downhill safeties. And when Tate is a slot receiver and that's the only person he trusts, you're going to get into trouble throwing the ball over the middle of the field. That's another reason why you have to take shots downfield because picks are going to happen. Yes. He's looking at one read, but his one read is also where the most people are. So it doesn't help when no one else is relied on on that offense. It's exactly. really shitty right now. No Shep. Board drops passes. Ingram drops passes. They can't run the ball to save their lives. I mean, Goldman found some holes, thank God, finally, and he only had 40 yards rushing. That's, well, let, bad. I mean, that's bad. That's bad.
3: Let's think about it for a second, right? I mean, Ingram – they're targeting Ingram because he's the only weapon right now on the offense, him and him and Slayton. I mean, you got to get Ingram you, the ball in his hands, and he's got to freaking hold on to it. It's exactly
0: so, like 2015. Was it 2015 <laughs> when Odell busted his ankle? And that was Ingram's rookie year?
2: He's no, the only that, piece on the offense.
0: Okay, I'm 2017, sorry. That year, it's the same thing. He's the only piece, the only star. He right. went off for Eli. Maybe Eli placed the ball better. But I'm with Tino, man. I don't <laughs> he's think he's got one a... option, and that's on the inside. And then if you want to even go deep, he only has 50% of the field because we don't have two receivers.
2: Look, but it's not even that Eli placed the ball better. Slayton had some drops in that game. He had a really off day. And it's like when you can't trust Slayton, who's one of the only guys in this offense honestly going into this, you'd even take a shot on trusting because you know what you'll get out of team. Well, Ingram is Ingram. It's just. It's, it's tough, dude. It's tough sledding sometimes. To be fair Tino, you know, the one thing that
1: a Giants fans tend to forget because of Slayton's year last year, he came into the league dropping everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of his biggest problems with drop passes. So the drop passes by Darius Slayton doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I wish he wouldn't do it. <laughs> but honestly, it doesn't come as anything that's new to me. I mean, I kind of expected this. So that's why utilizing Darius Slayton on those deep routes is even better. You got to give him the opportunity while you have it because he's probably going to catch one out of every three passes. You just hope that's that one deep one for 67 yards, you know? And the other thing about uh, Danny, um, you know, staying with the one read, he has to look that off. He has to be able to move those safeties. This way you can utilize the deep game. That might even be a reason maybe as to why Jason Garrett's keeping the field short. Right. I
3: wanted to go back you gotta to that. be able
1: you gotta be able to move to safeties if you're gonna play that deep game. You can't have a safety over the top and try to throw Darius Slayton every single time. Tate's not gonna be that deep at that goat route type of guy either.
3: I wanted to kind of like come back to that. Thanks. Um because I, I don't know if it's the first read. I I, I almost feel like at the point in the season, again, Garrett's rolling stuff in slow, and I, I you know, I know there are different opinions on Garrett. I feel like maybe he's got Danny Reed in half a field, and it's not it's not one it's not one right wide receiver, but it may be two or three on that side of the field. So he's kind of, I mean, these guys are everybody's locked into him. You know, oh, his, his the stripe on his helmet's not coming off that side of the field, but there's two or three receivers in that zone, right? I mean, it's not that one receiver per se. That, that's just the way I see it.
2: Well, look, but then there's also this, here's my thing with the coaching part, that one infamous play, we've all seen it, where no one looks like they're running a route. That's coaching. (laughs) That's communication. If that many people don't know what's going on. I mean, Danny knew, well, whether it's Danny's fault, I'm sure Danny would take the blame. Maybe he didn't get it from the coach the best way. But I also think that means he's not necessarily being coached up the best because that's something that you don't really see. That everybody on the old line to the receivers had no idea, you know, in terms of being in sync of what the play was, other than Danny, who thought it was a pass and almost got killed.
1: Daniel Jones went to Duke. Can we stop pretending like this playbook and that this offense is too complicated for Daniel Jones? I I get what you're saying, Frank, about reading in half the field, but... Daniel Jones is smarter than that. Daniel Jones isn't somebody that really needs to take his time studying the playbook, that you're really going to dump things down for that much. I just think that it comes back to what Murph was saying, and we've been saying this for a while, which is, or I'm sorry, Tino rather, that the first four weeks is the preseason. That's how I'm counting it. And That's reps. I mean, they are not... like to have seen more progress, especially when you're comparing it to what Matt Rule is doing in Carolina. And he's doing it with nothing right now. They're doing it without their biggest star, Christian McCaffrey. So it's tough when you have that type of comparison. But, look, at the end of the day, it's apples and oranges. You just It's, it's tough to compare the two.
3: It is. But Carolina's got – I mean, you've got a veteran quarterback – you've got Robbie Anderson, you've got DJ Moore, you've got some weapons there. You know, it's a, to me, it's a little bit different, but I, I, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm on board with what you're saying. I I think, I mean, the same with the O-line, right? I mean, if the O-line plays better again this week, let's see what happens, but it's reps. I mean, they've got to get, they've got to get the reps. They're just they're – just, I mean, they're, they're a 1,000 reps behind probably on where they should be at this point in the season. Well, Colombo literally said
0: that. So, yeah, you're right. <laughs> he literally said – never have
2: the ball. He <laughs> said that we're thousands of reps behind.
0: <laughs> but
2: – But mean, everybody
3: I'm, else is too. I mean, I understand that.
0: I just – I got to go back to what Mays just said, and I'm not going to accept that Danny slander, man. He's got no fucking help. We were lucky to see what we saw last year and there was no zero, zero game tape on him. We see that happen with rookies all the time. I don't care what anyone says. Jason Garrett is shelving Daniel Jones's development. I miss Pat Shermer today. I don't give a fuck. I will take that crow. I miss him. I don't care. That's not me saying I miss him as a head coach, but I miss him with Danny, dude. I really do. And It rubbed me bad deep down. The bad man touched me, Mage. (laughs) When we fucking were talking about a coaching change, this was always in the back of my head. Two things. When you get a new coach, roster loyalty goes out the window. And then when you have a rookie young quarterback on top of it, you better be bringing in the right hire to develop that guy. All right, right, let's. I want to stay on that point for a second then, Murph,
1: because I know you guys don't want to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it because it's stuff that came up today. But let's face it. I mean, if the Giants get a new GM and it's not Kevin Abrams, right, and they're not tied to the organization, Trevor Lawrence is going to be the pick if the Giants end up with the first pick overall for, for the same reason that you just said. There is no tie whatsoever to Daniel Jones. If this is a new GM coming in, I don't think he's going to risk taking that chance on passing on. Why why do you think this is any different
0: than when we hired Gettleman with Eli? I don't. Daniel Jones is is a Mara guy, man. Why can't y'all see this, dude? The cut connection is there. For the
1: same reason that Dwayne Haskins just got benched today. Because if you want to
0: win, It's not how the Giants operate, bro. I'm
1: telling you, Dan Snyder brought in Rivera and said, this is your organization. You run it how you want? Okay, great. Took Dwayne Haskins. Hey, Dwayne, guess what? You're not backup. You're not third string. You're not even running fucking scout team.
2: Get your ass off the field. Look, but when the Jets evidently get the number one overall pick and figure out how they want to handle that situation and Trevor Lawrence, it's the truth. It's the truth because as long as they keep Adam Gase at the head coach, They will get that number one overall pick. The Giants will fight for a few wins so that they at least get two or three. The Giants are not getting 1-1. And when that happens and Trevor Lawrence goes 1-1, we're not taking Justin Fields. We're not taking Trey Lance. If it ain't Trevor, there's no action happening. So you might as well stop talking about it now. I agree with you. It's not happening. We're going
3: 12 and 4,
2: boys. Boom, boom, boom. boom. It's not happening. Get over it. Yeah, let's, fuck you, mage Let's take Trey Lance. <laughs> what a great idea. So, so here's real, man. For real. Let's Here's, here's a question. No, I, wanna, I, I want you
0: present. to shut the fuck up. No, you
1: shut the, the fuck up. Take your fandom out of here. I'm taking the fandom out. I'm a fucking Daniel Jones supporter, you
0: fucking cocknobbler. (laughs) I just don't know why you would think that Mara would proceed like that.
1: Because Mara listens too much to the fans. This is one thing that the Giants organization did not do when they had Tom Coughlin here. I'm sorry. John Mara is listening to what the fucking fans want. He knows. That's why Pat Sherman was fired, and that's why Dave Gettleman's
2: still here. Pat Sherman was fired because he sucked, all right? I'm just getting no, it out of there. the fans, the fans wanted him gone. And, and John Mara and Steve
1: Tisch need to stop listening to the fans, and they need to go back to being a football organization and stop letting the fans run the fucking team. They have to. You got Joe Judge here. The one thing I hope that the Giants don't do is don't fuck that up. This Joe Judge is a man amongst men. Joe Judge, and we said this on the last podcast, he put his fucking dick on that table. Everybody marveled at how big it was. All right. Joe Judge needs Mine's
0: to
3: bigger, man. Here.
1: You know, you got fucking tiny ass cock. So Joe I, Judge, I just, Joe Judge I'm is just here disappointed. Say, Shut up. I'm going on. That's it. it the they, Giants need to do this right going forward. If it's not going to be Dave Gettleman, they need to bring in the right As a Matter of fact, they don't even need to bring anybody in Let Joe Judge bring in the GM Well, they're not, so it, it, Murph, that's it You talk about being a homer, stop Because this is, I'm talking about What needs to get done to get this fixed Alright, I'm done with your pessimism I'm done with
0: your whining and your bitching Realism so, versus delusionalism I don't give a shit Excuse I'm, me. I'm Realiz- telling- Realism versus Deblusionalism Okay,
1: I'm telling what needs to be done in order to get this fixed or get this on the track going forward. Because otherwise, guess what? We are going to have the first overall pick with a new GM. So what do you guys want to do? I like what Tino said. I'll give Tino all the credit here. Tino's been on the Panay train from the start of this. Get the left tackle. I like that idea. I don't want the first pick at all. If the Giants get the first pick, this is a question that I want to present before. If the Giants get the first pick, Do the Miami Dolphins know what they have with Tua yet? So would you want the 4th and the 11th pick if the season ended today for the number one pick?
2: The Jets are going to get the number one overall pick. It smells. It just smells like the Jets. I'm telling you. Would I want the 4th and 11th? Absolutely. Will the Giants ever trade in the first round? No. Because that's also how they operate. They're such fuckheads. They don't like doing that shit. They don't trade back. For whatever reason, we never do anything that I wish we would do sometimes. And this just, shit
0: makes me so fucking it mad. It kills me.
2: And I'm not even going to get my hopes up on that, thought because it's I, not going to happen. I,
0: I don't want to talk about this anymore. We're moving on to Dallas. What do we got to do to beat Dallas? on a Cincinnati, baby. We're <laughs> on a Cincinnati. I'm going to tell you all right now, the narrative right now, all righty. Amongst the entire sports media is Dallas's defense sucks, and is, if we can't put up points against them, then what the fuck's the problem? Oh, that's that that how, is not true. How did that not
1: work true. out for San Fran? <laughs> huh? How did that work out against San? Well, Fran? that's what I'm
0: going for. That <laughs> not is not good. true. I don't know why Dallas doesn't get a four-week break for preseason, but we do. Um, so anybody writing off Dallas's defense right now is fucking stupid. This is going to be a battle. Jason Garrett is returning. Um, it's at Dallas, too. And this is not any cakewalk for our offense. So I've seen this shit about – Well,
1: the about- reason Dallas doesn't get the reprieve is because they have Kellen Moore That That offense, at least, the continuity continues there. So and and there that's is fine. That's
0: fine. But this whole narrative about their defense sucks and giving up a lot of points is great and all, but our offense sucks. So this is no walk in the park on Sunday.
2: That's a am, I,
1: fair am I the only one that's liked the way that Devonte Freeman played last week? He runs hard. he runs he hard see
0: that yeah I mean I'll, I'll eat my crow on that. It still he looks don't... like he has life whatever. it is what it is, but I thought there was a nice hole
1: that they opened up on that left side that uh, Devonte Freeman bounced too on a counter play so he saw that blocked up, I liked it, took it, bounced it outside, picked up a nice mm-hmm. yardage on
3: that. Um, I thought the mix between him and Goldman was was great. I mean, I, Gallman gets a lot of shit, but I like the way the guy runs. He runs well, hard. Once,
1: well, for once, Frank, I was happy not to see Gallman just one run right into the back of his offensive lineman, So <laughs> I was excited just by any progress with him.
3: I think he's pretty decent receiving the ball out of the backfield, too. I mean, when he's had the opportunity, he's done a pretty good job with it. So, I mean, I, I don't know how, why he lost, you know, why he fell out of favor with Shermer, but. I think he's a decent back. He's not a starter in the league, but he's definitely a decent one-two punch.
2: Well, that is one thing, though, that the Dallas defense is definitely good at, and it's stopping the run. If we're going to attack this defense that is vulnerable, it would be the secondary. Also, I'd also like to note that, for a fact, Demarcus Lawrence is going to go off against us. I just know it. Just to your point, just because he's the best player they have left right now, he's going to eat us alive. He's going to have his best game of the season. Just know it's coming. Prepare yourselves for it and adjust accordingly. I hate to say it Tino,
1: but I didn't drop Alden Smith this week in an IDP league for that reason. (laughs) You guys (laughs) are all worried about
0: what they're going to bring versus Danny. I mean, dude, that wide receiver core and Zeke and Dak, that's enough for me to be concerned about. We, I mean, we've shut, I, I, I know we've
2: put some good Zeke
3: defense. Before.
2: I know. I know. But they're well, going to air raid that shit, and they're going to mail we'll that shit though, out. To that point, though, it'll be a good test for our defense, but that's a Rams offense that we shut down can, that, that could put up points. On their home turf. Yep. Buffalo is no joke at home. Yes, it was a late comeback, but that was a fucking shootout against Josh Allen, and – that was the exact opposite. They scored in the goal line on a tight end reverse, which I just block out of my head because it's so pathetic that we allowed that up and it just just ekes me alive. But aside from that, they really didn't have anything crazy. It was one big play by Cooper Cup. So I don't know. It'll be a big test, but I think they're up for it. I like what we saw. We didn't talk about Bradbury yet, but I'll continue to throw love to James Bradbury. I mean – Thank God. Him and Blake, at least it was money well spent. I will say, so far, Blake looks like a guy who's happy to be here. And James Bradbury has a nose for the fucking football. He recovered a fumble during that game. He was nowhere near it. But the fact that he found it, I was not surprised. He has a nose for it. I love that he's on our defense. And it's days better than what I saw last year. I wish I
1: could remember who it was, but I saw something today. And uh, they said that Jason Garrett was saving all his best stuff for week five. (laughs) <laughs> so, I'm hoping that that's true. You know, it's like, always first always four saving weeks it
3: for the next week. The well, first four it's weeks week one, was right?
1: not to give the Cowboys anything on film to prepare for. So he's just been waiting for this matchup. So the Giants, I believe, are going to
2: win fifty-two to three.
1: Moneyline,
2: so, baby. Now's the week to take the Kraken.
0: All right, dudes. So. As crazy as all this conversation is and as shitty as we are and the record doesn't do justice, the next six games, man, are, I mean, we can rip some shit off. And maybe it's the blue, the, the the Bud Light talking now, but I'm looking at this man and Dallas skins, Eagles, Bucks, skins, Eagles. Why can't we be in any of those games? There's no reason why. Those teams suck. Besides the Bucks, Well, Dallas.
2: The Bucks suck right now, too. Like everyone's hurt on their team. Dallas is
0: still fucking good. I don't care what anyone says. But, dude, Washington, Philly, Bucks, Washington, Philly. We, we got to do something there, right? We got to light a fire somehow. This division is up for grabs. And that's crazy. That's absolutely fucking crazy, but it I,
1: is. I said it that the Giants are still 0-4, but they can still win the NFC East. And then I hit as quickly as I possibly could. But you're right, Murph. These division games, these division games could come down to being NFC's champs.
0: It's crazy, but we have three division games coming up in a row. You win two of those, and you're right in the fucking, in the thick of it. I mean, you're right there. And that's crazy. I mean, it's fucking nuts. But, I mean, that just kills me even more because this team should be three and fucking one. Yeah, I mean, let's be real.
3: They've been in every game.
1: Every time you think that Murph is done talking, it's a long
0: pause, and it just
1: keeps going on (laughs) for another 30 minutes.
3: (laughs) No, but all I was going to say is they've been in every game. They were even in the San Francisco game until two minutes before halftime, and then things kind of got squirrely. But that game was right there. They had a couple bad breaks at the end of the first half, and then shit turned went sideways. But, I mean – they had a chance to win the Bears game, they had a chance to win this weekend, and Pittsburgh game was close until the last couple minutes too. So, I mean, they're getting there, they're they're a super young team, they're, they've actually got talent on the defense this year, which is pretty freaking awesome. I'm super excited to see the defense playing the way they are. I'm not going to get too excited because they got a tough game this week, but. I am I am pretty excited. I mean, I'm excited for the next six games. 0-4, oh, I should be ready to not watch the next six games. But I don't give a shit. I, I'm going to turn the game on and watch it every weekend.
1: That's kind of how I feel, Frank. I mean, I'm just here. Um, I'll watch the games. And it sucks because I get my hopes up, man, because we're driving – against the Rams, also went down, then win the Reds, and then you tell, you said like, don't do it, Mage, don't do it, Full scold. it's full scold. <laughs> right? And then you're in there, and also you're like, run, run, oh, no, and he passes into – I fight. wasn't even That's worried true.
3: about the pick. I wasn't worried about the pick. I was – in my heart, I said, they're going to score, and then they're going to miss the two-point conversion. And then, you know, then your heart – that was how my heart was going to be broken, not the interception. The interception was almost a sigh of relief. Like okay, we don't we're not we're not that close yet.
1: The Pittsburgh game was the loud the loudest I've been all season. Um, <laughs> I, I really thought we had a chance there, and um, I don't know, man. I, I'm with you guys. I'm gonna watch every single week, but I don't know. I I'm just kind of out of words at this point. I wish we can fast forward to 2021 already, April, and. Um, now just kind of be done with it. I mean, 2020, of course the giant season would go like this, right? I mean, 2020's been a shit show already. So, um, of course, fo- we get football back and we got nothing to fucking look forward to. By the way, man, what's going on in the NFL right now with all these uh, COVID stuff? I mean, you got the Titans.
2: You got uh, – who else uh, tested positive to well, Gilmore team? got it and he uh, was next to Mahomes Gilmore. and everyone's <laughs> scared about Mahomes. <laughs> Cause he's the NFL's pride and joy, so and what be, happened
0: with? I saw. Um,
2: I saw
1: an NFL meme today that said uh, Bill Belichick is
0: playing chess while everybody else is playing checkers. <laughs> what happened with? Uh, I saw Vegas had one this morning. Yeah, Vegas. I think it was our, about it.
3: The yeah. DB. And so the so uh, Falcons.
0: One of our buddies sent us something earlier saying that ESPN was reported that the Titans would have to forfeit the game if it got I
3: saw
0: that. I don't. How do you forfeit a game? I mean. You
3: can't give somebody a free win.
0: I'm just here to watch the world burn. I want the fantasy community to burn and and shred so I can just watch people like Mage and our boy Johnny just cry that all their 89 fantasy teams are fucking a wreck (laughs) wreck now. So, to be honest, I hope I wake up tomorrow and Roger Goodell cancel the season.
2: Just two more things. Corey Davis is the Titan that had COVID and apparently Cam was asymptomatic or is asymptomatic and he might be able to play this weekend. A lot of crazy things going on. It's very on and off. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. They named Corey Davis. I don't know if that's a new one. I don't know if he's the most recent one and it resets, but that's what that's what came out today. So it would be wild to see. It sounded like
3: he was he was today. He was a new guy today.
2: Murphy's just a
1: miserable fuck, but I mean, honestly, I mean,
0: watch the world burn, baby. If
1: you put these protocols into place and this is still happening, I mean, that's on the team. I I can see, I understand where the forfeit might come in because you can only push back the season so far. You still got playoffs, you still got the Super Bowl. I mean, you're talking about playing the Super Bowl. What at this point? Maybe March. If you have any more positive tests, I mean. How much further back do you want to continue to push the season? And then a second wave hasn't come yet. Thank goodness. Hopefully it doesn't. But if a second wave comes, who knows what that's going to do for the season? They want to get through
3: these games as fast as possible. You can't. You can't give free wins, though. I mean, I get the, I get the forfeit thing, but I mean, it's an unprecedented
1: season, Frank.
3: I know, but I mean, They're you're putting going, a team. Bro. You're giving a team an advantage. You, you know. You give the Bills a free win. I, I mean, you're gonna have protests from other teams. I think I, I don't yep. think you can give away free wins. Yeah,
0: us four will be on an NFL roster before they cancel the season. <laughs> they're not canceling shit. We all know that. They've already lost so much money. They'll play. It might be watered down, and we've talked about this before. They're 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 gonna play. Doesn't matter if it's Scabs. Doesn't matter if it's Majentino. Doesn't matter if it's Patrick Mahomes. Put me in, coach. Right if it fun, was me and Mage you would have a fucking squad out there. <laughs> at the end of the day, this is a business. It ain't going anywhere, but it does make the fantasy community pretty fucking interesting, man. I mean, I, I'm I looking at man. a
2: huge I'll play
1: offense and defense. Put me Maj,
2: we're going under center and I'm giving you the ball. Straight fullback dives out of I formation. All I day. All day. I'll be, the, I'll be the
3: I'll be the I'll be your fullback, Lemieux.
1: Just put Murph in front of me Be a hundred yard touchdowns all day
0: Damn dude Is that a compliment? No no, that was not oh you mean oh against me I got you. Yeah, like, fuck right. you bro. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're me. oh man I was just watching the Yankees just shit you know the know Sorry.
1: Mur- Murph won't be able to learn the playbook anyway. We can tell right tell damn how right he is.
2: Man to man, Murph. You can play man to man. You should <laughs> you can play the giant system. You can play right in uh Patrick Ram's system. It's I mean great. I
0: can play fucking Jason Garrett's system too. Just run What's- 10 yards and come yes. back.
2: I and- mean,
1: how ironic is this? We start off the show talking about Murph being a tight end. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man All right All right, you guys ready to transition over?
0: Yep, let's So rock. we will
1: talk about fantasy. Tino's Pick of the Weeks in this week's Clap Back All Stacks
2: Tino What do you got for us this week? All righty. Well, I'm going to throw fantasy first because you guys are more prepared on fantasy than I, but I'm really heavy on the Steelers this week. That doubles into my gambling picks. So I really like the Steelers at home. They're pretty much off a buy. They're playing an Eagles team that has no offensive line. I'm not sure if you guys saw the Sunday night game, but they were starting an Australian rugby player at left tackle. Uh, Not as bad as most team situations, but that's definitely a rough one. Uh, we saw what they can do on that defensive line. They're only seven-point favorites. Uh, I'll take the seven just for shits and giggles, and we'll look at an underdog in a second. But my play, even though Juju is a little too predictable, I'll say Chase Claypool. I think Chase Claypool is a nice little, nice little flex play. Juju's a little predictable. I think Juju will go off. But you know what? Because this will be out by tomorrow, my dog is going to be the Bears. It was my, uh, my underdog last night on my show, the New York Football Pod. Uh, the Bucks are completely hurt. I assume that anyways. Uh, expect a heavy dose of Ronald Jones. But I think this might be a week that Big Dick Nick hands Tom Brady yet another L. So they are four-point dogs at home. Probably going to go down to like three, three and a half. But I like the Bears at home. It's a very Bears win. This would be a very Bears win. A low-scoring, not pretty, just scrape out a win against the Bucks And what should be a trap game for them because it's a short week and everyone's hurt.
0: I'm glad you said that dude because i got Foles, monty and jimmy graham going tomorrow so i'm gonna need something out of that bears offense i know i'm fucking asking a lot all right so last week i i uh, picked tim patrick i wanted to pick him again honestly matching up nicely in the wide receiver one position but i'm gonna go with jake butt from denver this year this week um No, no offense offense out. So, I'm going to ride with Jake Butt. Somebody's going to get the carries or the receptions there. It's either going to be him or Nick Vanette. So, I like that as a streamer pickup. Um, Little less deep leagues. I like, uh, well, from a quarterback perspective, dude, if you need a streamer this week, I'm going to go with the the old man, Joe Flacco. Dude's going to be fucking spraying it around the field. Jets are going to be getting their ass kicked. So, um, I've been looking for a quarterback. I was actually going – this is pathetic. I was going between Flacco and Foles, but I'm rolling with Foles this week. And I like Zach Paschal, dude. If he's out there, go, go pick him up. He's the wide receiver, too, with the Colts. They're playing uh, – fuck. They're playing Fuck. Doesn't matter. Oh, the they're, Cleveland playing, Browns. Playing they're playing someone the- that's shitty. Oh, I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, they're playing the Browns. They are greedy shitty. Williams. Speaking of shitty. Well, well excuse me. Uh, <laughs> greedy, greedy Williams
0: is probably going to miss the game again, too. So um, I like Pascal there, wide receiver. And, hey, if you want to go with my boy Tim Patrick again, he's probably going to catch you two TDs. So. All right. So my pickups of the week, I am
1: going with three positions here. So, this isn't all that um, kind of a sleeper pick, but it's kind of obvious. I'm going with Ernest Johnson from Cleveland, being that Nick Chubb went down. So, in Stefanski's offense, I I don't think Kareem Hunt's going to get the full load. Last week, Johnson rushed for 95 yards on 13 carries. I don't expect him doing that every single week. I mean, that's ridiculous at 7.31 yards per attempt. But I do expect him to get a healthy dose. He's not really going to be involved in the passing game all that much. I would still spec, expect anywhere between 12 to 15 carries for him. If he can get close to that 100-yard mark, I'm good with that. Moving over to wide receiver, Alamide Zacchaeus from Atlanta. Uh, two weeks ago, started to really come on. I like his catch rate as well. So two weeks ago, he had six targets, four receptions for 41 yards. Against Green Bay on Monday night, he had nine targets, eight receptions for 86 yards. Anybody watching that game saw that he was basically Matt Ryan's emergency (laughs) target. Uh, Anytime that anybody couldn't get open, he hit him underneath. And with Julio Jones dealing with injuries, I really like Zacchaeus a lot going forward, uh, even more than just engage. By the way, real quick, I just want to take a second here to just ask you guys: Is Julio Jones heading into AJ Green territory with the
2: injuries now? Don't say that, please. I have him too many. I have too many shares of him in Dynasty. That would just...
1: I like Julio
2: Jones too, man. But I mean, he wanted to get paid.
1: He yeah. got paid, but is he really heading into AJ Green territory with the injuries now? It Seems
2: like he can't healthy. Well, here's the thing. Here's the difference. He got paid, though. A.J. Green didn't get paid. He's not a franchise tender. That's why he's being a bitch about it, and that's why his injury is going to prolong it, because he has no money to back it up. I'm sure Julio might fuck around this season and, like, wait it out. I mean, the Falcons are terrible, so what's the point of him even really playing, I guess? Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's A.J. Green territory, because A.J. Green was a very specific situation, you know. He had a lot of shit going on, but he could be injury-prone moving forward. That's something you could talk about. You know, Maybe these injuries are, are going to linger, but I think he'll be okay. I think he's, he's always be been
3: he's always been injury prone, though. I mean, he's, yeah. I, I think he bigger receivers like him. They, uh, they all they tend to get after they hit thirty. They tend to really struggle. I mean, a lot of little nagging injuries. I, I I'm off of Julio at this point. <laughs> and I don't want him anywhere. His,
1: his production is really hard to deny, though. I mean. This guy's been phenomenal for so many years. I mean, we're going on what is now, what, this is his, or prior to the season, he had six seasons in a row of a 1,300 or more yards or which is ridiculous, man. I mean, you're talking about six seasons in a row with 1,300 or more yards. I mean, it, this is looking for it down here for him. His yards per reception, though is right in line with where he's been the last years uh, at 14.2, 14.1 in 2019, 14.8 in 2018. Uh, it just comes down to whether or not he can stay on the field, but the production yeah. is there.
3: Yeah. I mean, he, he, he's never been a touchdown guy either. So if the, if he's not, if he's not on the field and he's not catching the ball 10 times, that's where you need him, you know? So yeah, he's not going to get that like one or two. Oh.
1: You're right. So, and the last player, if he's still available on the waiver wire right now, the reason why I have him included is because he is actually on a bye week this, year, this week. So, just in case, especially in redraft leagues, if anybody may have dropped him, go and get him and hold on to him, even if you got to bite the bullet. Robert Tanyan from Green Bay. Um, now, I'm going to give our boy, Mr. Chris172, credit for this. He told me about Tanyan way before the season started. Told me that he's been working out with George Kittle, keeping an eye on him. I said, yeah, okay, all right. It's Jay Sternberger, blah, 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 blah. Man, was he right about him? And if you saw Aaron Rodgers um, this Monday night target Robert Tanyan, I, I mean, you can tell that he loves this guy. And his, his catch rate is ridiculous. First game, which was the second week of the season, Only three targets, two receptions. The week before against New Orleans, five for five, 50 yards and a touchdown. Against Atlanta, six for six, 98 yards, three touchdowns. Robert Tanya, if he's available, definitely grab him. Um, Honestly, I hate to say it, but watching that Atlanta game, I can see him being a top five tight end from this point on. So
0: can we talk about Mr. Rogers for a second? I mean, dude the guy's getting no respect and I've been pretty down on Rogers and y'all know my connection with the Packers, but, um, dude, the guy's playing MVP level and he's not getting any love for it at all. And he's playing with nobody, but fucking Robert Tanyan and Devontae.
3: So he doesn't even have Devante.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Aaron Rodgers for winning me my, my matchup last week, but damn, man, talk about a rejuvenated soul. Y'all know why he's rejuvenated, right?
3: He drafted a quarterback.
0: Well, that that might be part of it. You know why? He dumped Danica Patrick's ass. (laughs) No more controlling girlfriend. He said he's feeling fresh.
1: Did you guys see him on the Pat McAfee show? Yeah. Yeah, so he basically said um, when they were talking about the criticism, uh, Aaron Rodgers basically said, hey, my down years are some career years for other quarterbacks. <laughs> it's true. In fact. It, it's true, but people don't like them being cocky. But I, yeah. I I, I dig it, man. I thought it was great.
3: Frank, own them everywhere any, this year.
1: Frank, do you have any
3: fantasy suggestions for the uh, people? I've got two. All um, right, let's hear them. So, Kirk Cousins has been dog shit this year, but – they're playing the Seahawks this week, and the Seahawks pass defense is brutal, brutally bad. So I kinda like the whole Minnesota passing offense this weekend against the Seahawks. Um get get yourself some feeling. I don't know, Ola BC, whatever his name is, and you know, maybe even the the tight end there. Your your boy Murph. Don't you have him in some places, the the Minnesota Titans? It's been
0: such a disappointment for
3: him.
2: Yeah, because
0: Mage tricked me into thinking that he's the next big thing. And, you know, this fucking coach won't put him on the field. So I can't do anything about that. I can't really fault Mage for that one. I'm pissed about that. I-, I love me some Irv. And I think I put a tweet out last week, dude. They're doing the same thing we did to Evan Ingram with him, not using him to their advantage. And before you know it, it's going to be way too fucking late. Um, but I'm not going to a fucking Minnesota Vikings. The
3: other other guy I got is uh, Duke Johnson. I think he's coming back from injury this week. Um, I I haven't seen anything other than the first week with David Johnson where he kind of moved okay. Um, I think Duke Johnson, that dude is so good, and nobody gives the guy a chance. Maybe with a coaching change down there, He's gonna get some carries, and let's see what he does with them. Um, I, I, I like, especially in PPR leagues, I like, I like Duke to be a, you know, I like him to be your, your flex, definitely, and potentially move into a second, second running back role, going forward. And he's probably available in most leagues because he's been hurt.
1: Good, good stuff. Good stuff, man. All right, guys, it's that time to show.
2: Closing arguments. Any uh, final opinions? I'm betting on the Giants this week because of Yamey. Just so you know, what's the spread? Nine and a half. Probably going to go up to ten by game time. If I'm not mistaken, did you tell you said you were going to stay away from the Giants last week? No, I did. But every time I say I'm going to stay away from them, they don't. Well, every time I say I'll stay away from them, they cover. And when I do this, they don't cover. But I'm really optimistic that we'll at least do the old giant thing and keep it a one possession game against Dallas and. It's decided at the end of the game. Look, nine and a half is a lot of points. Nine and a half is a lot of points. I don't think Dallas is that good. A lot of people hype them up. They're scared of that almighty offense. I still think they're the shitty Dallas Cowboys. I I can give two fucks. I'm not scared of the Cowgirls. (laughs) I I worry about the Eagles. I don't think we'll ever actually beat the Eagles, but the Cowboys I'm not worried about. We can always. How how
0: are we only nine-point underdogs this week, but we were 13 and a half last week?
2: Yeah, nine and a half. I don't know. I have no we idea. Well, the Rams game because the defense held them. <laughs> yeah, I guess it doesn't make any divisional, sense. To me. Divisional records, but I don't know. I, I have no idea. It's just a lot of points for me. Uh, I am going to ultimately stay away. They're not going to be in anything big, but for shits and giggles, I did sprinkle some on the money line. I told you guys I sprinkled some last week for you guys. Just a little bit. Plus 300, man. That's a lot. <laughs> That's, those are good odds. Throw someone to score in there. Throw a Danny rushing touchdown, Giants to win. Have yourself a day. All right, so,
1: look, here's the reason why – I, I got to stick with this for a second. Here's the reason why I stay away, stay away from gambling, all right? I talked to Murph last week. I said to Murph, I said, Murph, would I be crazy to throw 40 grand on the Broncos? I said, it's paying out 28 on 40. And he said, don't do it, don't do it. And I said, right, I said, it's too close. He said, the game could go either way. I said, all right, fine, you're right. Mm-hmm. Fucking Broncos won because I was, I was betting the money line. I wasn't mm-hmm. doing the spread either. So it it would have paid out twenty eight thousand. I was like, ah, let me stay away from
2: it, but and I did. That's big boy money. Yeah, we we don't don't put the forty k on the Giants. Although, if you get an in, if anybody on this show gets the in on something like a COVID outbreak in Dallas, short notice, <laughs> send that my way and we hammer it. Hammer it. All right? you just feed that information over to this side.
0: We got to be relevant for me to bet, bro. all right that's going to wrap it
1: up for this episode frank the tank thank you so much for joining us make sure that you send me some trades in the fantasy leagues that we're in please because my teams aren't stacked enough yeah
3: so (laughs) thanks for having me guys why don't you
1: go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you again before you go
3: i'm at at romocop 74 on twitter nowhere else
1: are you sure? Because uh, you did get hacked, and uh, you, uh, <laughs> there
3: were a couple, there were a couple picture changes there. That's true. I don't even remember what I do have another Twitter handle, but I don't remember what it is. Yeah, there was some lilacs
1: or uh, whatnot as your cover. Yeah, uh, I, was cover Ge- I was Gemma
3: for like two days.
1: All right. So make sure you follow him on Twitter. Follow us at mage underscore NFL Tino Rodriguez the underscore at the end. And one Murph Blue, Murph, you're depressed, Murph.
3: Yeah, you're really distracting to watch on on here, Murph. I, you know, I can't tell if you're like disappointed in, in what I'm talking about or the game. Oh, Maybe.
0: Yankees! No, you <laughs> ain't disappointed. <me>. The <laughs> one person that disappoints me here is Mesh, So I knew that was coming.
1: All right, boys. Thank you very much for another great week. That's going to wrap up this episode for Clapback Sports. Peace and love, everyone.